Back to We Talk Facts on 93.7 The Ticket and the Ticket F. Them dog. Here are your hosts, Strick and Cluster. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to WTF Podcast. Again, streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Channel 951, Allo. What else? Did I miss it? You got I'm it. Get it all? Okay. You got it all. 937 the ticket, the ticketfm.com. WTF. You can get it, baby. Podcast. Yeah. You can get it. Anyway, Doug, listen, we got 10 minutes left, okay? And we got we got we got to make this sweet. We talked about you being an inventor, okay? You were a tinkerer. There were some things, there have been some magnificent things over the years that you've had your hand in that have gone nationwide. We want you to give me some crisp answers so I can get as much as much <clears throat> much of this in as possible. Tell us about your how it started. And some of the cool things you've invented over these, this your illustrious career. Um, the stroker, talk about the stroker. That's number one. <laughs> that was that was the first one, and, and yes. most most everything I've done is because I'm sitting there, and most people are in the grind, and they're just saying, "Oh, we got to we just keep repeating, repeat, repeat, just get the work done." And I'm sitting there like, "There's got to be a better way of doing this," and that's what drove a lot of a lot of the products I've come up with. Yeah. So Stroker was the first thing. I was fresh out of college. I was helping a girl back home. She had a she had some inflammation in her tibialis posterior tendon. It was hard to exercise that and get her, you know, we spent a lot of time in the whirlpool, then trying to find exercises and we put her back in the whirlpool. I'm like, why won't we just do that in the whirlpool? And so that's how the, the stroker came about. And then I tried to manufacturer and and market that all myself this is before internet and everything so when i had free time i had pamphlets i'd send those out and a lot of the the, the bigger places were buying them it's just i had no idea what i was doing business wise uh, yeah. but you know university of florida notre dame oklahoma washington the jets heck i i was a part of that time i was a graduate assistant so i was working about 60 hours a week in the training room going to night class two nights a week and then of course had uh competitions on the weekend and in between there i would have to assemble and ship off one of these and one night i came home and the jets had ordered one and there's a voicemail we need another one can you ship it out tomorrow and so it was quite wow. cool but it's, it's i just was not set up i was on a steep learning curve and then the next thing was this which was eventually became the sully it was made in neoprene we're in nebraska where do you find neoprene you know except for wetsuits and that has its own story. I was not going down the same path. So I just would make some. I made for our players. Rob Zadica, you know, how big Rob is. Yeah. And he had a, a shoulder issue. And we were getting ready to go to Tokyo and all that business. And he's like, the only thing I'm going to wear is that Dill Dokes guy. I didn't know Rob knew I had something. But I'm looking, <laughs> I'm like, where am I going to find something big enough for him? That led into conversations to a company that actually wanted to sell it. And it, it became the best-selling shoulder device uh, on the market. So um, that's where all the, the ideas have come. And, you know, more recent years, I've got kind of built a business around some of my products. Um, so it's a blessing and a curse because as soon as my mind starts thinking on it, then I can't stop until I have a solution. Yeah. And it used to keep me awake at night. Then it got to where I was so used to it. I had to think about it before I could go to sleep. And so... Um, the number one thing, Doke, 
I don't mean to cut you off, but I got to get this in here. Something that you played a huge part in. And, and people will be surprised. I the mean, people that's listening, you're going to be surprised. I got to say this. Gotta I got to say this. As you, all you athletes, everybody who walked downtown into the hay market, you see this huge building. building. It's called Huddle. Okay. Mm -hmm. Can you tell the people about your mind and how this whole huddle thing came to fruition. Um, and let me explain huddle. It's a way for, for athletes to get their film out, you know, their highlight film out to coaches all across the all across the world, all across the nation. Every dang high school dang near uses it. Every high school uses so, it. So yeah, it's amazing. So my involvement there is same thing. I'm looking at what we're doing, you know, and and at that for that particular piece, um, well, cluster recall like on a football trip on a Friday, you knew the drill, right? Gonna whether we're away or home, we're gonna do um, um, we're gonna do a walkthrough, we're gonna go have dinner, we're gonna go to a movie after the movie, then you're gonna have a test, right? You're gonna take a written test. You have to turn that into your coaches the next day. And in between time, you're going to play PlayStation or whatever it was, you know, whatever you guys were, or the, the craze was at the time, but you're on those games. And so I'm sitting there thinking, well, why in the world, why wouldn't we just put our offense, our defense, our roster in there, pro build a program thing. So, um, our coaches could put in the opponent's defense in their roster. You guys could have a more of a three-dimensional experience in your test because it wouldn't just be a written test. You could go on. All right, here's a read the quarterback's making. You make the first read. Well, then you can go to the next one, and you can get feedback right away instead of getting your test back on the bus on the way to the stadium and not really doing <laughs> any good, right? Mm -hmm. So – and I'm just saying, man, if we can do that, we could do a study lab where you could just go in and have sensors in the floor and kind of like virtual reality. There's just all these things you could do if you could do that, right? He was way ahead of his way time. Way ahead of his time. <laughs> well, so uh, um, at that time, there was a gentleman, uh, Jeff Rakes is his name. He's from Ashland, Nebraska. And he just happened to be on campus meeting. I think he might have even been at the lead doing a presentation or something. And he was a big shot at Microsoft. So I'm putting the pieces together like, well, that guy would want to help us do a project like this. And I reached out to him and we corresponded a couple of times. And he is a, he was a VP for business in Microsoft at the time. So he says, ah, my position, I can't really help at this point. Um, so I was like, all right, it's going to fall by the wayside because this is going to be a big undertaking. So um, a few years go by and now Callahan is coaching. I'm walking up the tunnel back towards the training room. I meet a group of people. Clary Kastner, who's the director of the foundation at the time, was leading yeah. the group. And then there was another gentleman there and then several women. And Clary says, hi. I say, hi. And then I walk past. And then the, the other gentleman in the group says, Doe Ostergaard. And I turn back around and I'm like, I'm scrambling. because I'm about five feet away and I'm trying to think, who is this? Who is this? I walk back, shake his hand. He says, I'm Jeff Rakes. I'm like, oh, okay. And we chatted and he told the group what we had communicated about. And uh, 
And I said, yeah, nowadays the technology can practically do all that. And he said, well, it must have been a good idea. I go back to the training room. I get to thinking about it again. And I'm thinking and thinking, ah, it still doesn't do exactly what we want. I reach back out to Jeff. We start communicating. He, he's in a position where he can help more. And he, um, he said, you know, uh, at the time, it was called the J.D. Edwards Honors Program on campus. It takes 120 of the brightest business computer minds um in there he said there's some uh, students over there that might be interested in doing something would you mind going over there i'm saying no season's over i'll go over there so we get back from the bowl game so it's like middle of january i go over there's a group about 20 some people some instructors the director of the rakes program some students some grad students and i go through and basically all we're doing is connecting needs in the athletic world that these folks would not have any understanding about, but they've got technology that we could use. And so I'm going through and asking if we could do something like that. And, um, you know, it goes back and forth. The um, three guys that are interested, David Graff, Brian Kaiser, and, and uh, uh, John Wirtz. They form what they call agile sports. The thing, you know, whenever you're developing a product, you start off with what you can do, and that's where we're at, and then it evolves. And so, you know, the first generation, second generation are not the same, and you end up in a different place from where I'm at. And, they, and their company has evolved a lot differently now from what I originally proposed. But they form Agile Sport, they started doing that, and then that eventually became Huddle. So I think that's what you're after, Cluster, how, like, would, would that have happened without the meeting would be the question, right? So I know there's a multitude of parts to that story. We won't get into all that. We'll save it for the movie. There is a, <laughs> there is a movie coming. I know it is. Um, but um, I know that we want to thank you, Doak, for coming on, man. It, it was a, a pleasure that you took some time out to spend with us. We might have to do a part two straight because it's just too much stuff we left yeah, off. It is definitely a lot of stuff, Doak. And, and, you know, we're grateful because you left an imprint, not just at the uh, training table, but you left an imprint in the program. And so we're grateful for your contributions to the University of Nebraska and also to us today on WTF. We talk facts.